Hello and welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Wind in Stormwind, I go through a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today's subject, I'm going to branch out into something a bit different here, and it might be a hit, it might be a miss, but we're going to be going over certain lore. And this is, obviously, you can't do Warcraft lore as a whole. There's so many things to do with it. There's so many characters that have their own individual lore. So that's what I'm going to be starting off with, their own individual lore. And uh, more specifically, I want to look at the Lich King lore. And because Arthas, the Lich King, everything about it is just amazing. But in order to get onto the Lich King and Arthas, you need to go back a bit and talk about a uh, orc shaman called Nerzul, who is the Lich King, but you will get to that. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a go with some lore. I've got my notes here and stuff, so hopefully it's uh, it's something different, but I hope that it will grab your interest. But we will always start out uh, going over the weekly events, the mythic affixes and stuff like that. So, the weekly um, the weekly events that are happening within World of Warcraft this week... Uh, the event bonus this week is Shadowlands Dungeon Bonus. And uh, all this does is it rewards an extra piece of gear in every dungeon, every Shadowlands dungeon that you go in. The world boss for this week is uh, located in Bastion, and that is uh, Valinor, the Light of Eons. So make sure you head over there, get your 250 anima as always, get a potential piece of uh, loot, Get some nice things. There is no brawl this week, as we had one uh, last week, which was um, was meant to be South Shore, but instead it turned out to be a Wrathy Blizzard. And uh, with the affixes this week, it is uh, going to be very tough on bosses, so make sure you bring some good single-target DPS. It is Tyrannical, which is the increase on boss health and damage. Inspiring. So make sure you uh, CC that Inspiring mob or burst it down. It is your call. Necrotic. Just make sure that you help out your tanks with some um, nice needed uh, crowd control, pushbacks, roots, uh, treants if you're a druid, to get that Necrotic stack off of your tank because he would love you forever. And as it is still Season 1, Prideful. Every 20% you are getting a Pride mob to kill and to buff you up. So, without further ado, let's jump into the lore. This is Nurzul. This isn't the entirety of it. I've kind of split it up into two, so I'm hoping that I've got about 50-50 here. So, yeah, I really do hope you enjoy this sort of content, and let's crack on. So, we start on the planet of Draenor. The orcs and Draenei's uh, live on this planet and they have lived in relative peace. Overall, they didn't interact with each other, uh, only a few bits of trade here and there. The orcs were obviously natives to the world, unlike the Draenei who were running from the Legion. And uh, they were forced to crash land on the orcs' homeworld, which is Draenor. They were on the run from a Eredar called Kil'jaeden, uh, the Legion and their master Sargeras. This is because Kil'jaeden was, he was pissed <laughs> and had felt betrayed by his co-leader friend uh, and friend, Velen the Prophet, uh, and swore that he would hunt them down even if it took a thousand years. 
every time the Legion and the and Kill Jaden came close to Velen, uh, or came close, Velen would be warned by visions and they would escape pretty much. Uh, the ship uh, that had taken the Draenei across the stars, uh, the I'm going to butcher this name. I'm really sorry. Genadar, the Genadar, Ganadar. I'm going to go with Genadar. Uh, was powered by a Naru called Kaure. And uh, this Naru had fallen ill, which caused the crash landing on the planet of Draenor. This meant they could no longer flee, but Kil'jaeden didn't know this, and had found the Draenei living on the world of Draenor. Uh, but instead of doing what he had done in the past, which is send the Legion to attack only for them to escape again, he had a different plan. And this plan uh, was to deceive and corrupt the native orcs to get them to do what he couldn't, which was wipe out the Draenei. So Kildraden's first contact was the orc shaman Nurzul. Shamans among uh, orcs played a very important role within orcish culture, and Nurzul was an elder shaman. He was a chieftain of the Shadow Moon clan, and he was the closest thing the orcs had to a leader at the time. Shamans have a deep connection to the land, and sometimes they were able to make contact with the deceased. Rolkan, Rolkan, Nozul's deceased partner, would sometimes appear in his visions, giving no words of wisdom, but still uh, uh, she would fill his heart with tenderness and opening his eyes to the needs of his people. So Nozul one night was making his potions and get him ready for one of these visions, and wondered if she would visit him tonight or not. The potion itself didn't grant the use of visions. Uh, that was down to the elements. But that night, his wish was granted, and he was greeted by the spirit of his former uh, mate. In the vision, uh, there stood they stood upon a mountaintop, with sun rising and Nurzul's heart lifted. They turned towards each other, and for the very first time ever, since drawing her final breath, she spoke to him. You have led our people well, she said to Nurzul, but the time has come to deepen the old ways and take them further for the good of all. Nurzul at first was shocked his mate was not one to speak with such authority in her lifetime. Uh, with That comes with not being a chieftain or any great sort of influence. But he got annoyed at his lack of faith and pushed uh, uh, that doubt away. He was not a spirit, so he did not understand much about the spirit world and why wouldn't Rolkan speak for the ancestors if the ancestors had granted him this vision of his deceased mate. Following this, uh, Rolkan gave Nazo a warning that the Draenei were a great threat to the orcs, a blight upon the world, and that they needed to be eliminated. If Nazul had listened to his gut in this instance, he would have seen that the words from Rolkan were indeed false. They were actually the words of Kil'jaeden the Deceiver using the Orcs' trust to place the Orcs against the Draenei. Kil'jaeden, through Rolkan, told Nazul that the world would be theirs and that he would lead them all, and the plan was to unite all of the clans and form the Horde. A message was sent out, to all of the chieftains of each clan, and uh, it was for all of them to gather and listen to this dire warning from the ancestors. They gathered at the base of the mountain that they that is sacred to them, called Oshigan, 
But really, this mountain was called Genadar, and it was the ship that brought the Draenei to the planet of Draenor in the first place, with the Nauru Ka'ure still trapped inside. Nazul told all of the chieftains that their enemy was the Draenei, and most of their leaders couldn't believe it. One in particular leader, called Duratan, he couldn't believe it as earlier in Duratan's life, he was saved along with Orgrim Doomhammer by some Draenei. By some Draenei. Couldn't get my words out there. Duratan had uh, the shaman Drakthar, who he trusted uh, with uh, everything in his gut, to confirm that it that the ancestors do not lie, and that Mother Kesha, who was the elder for the Frostwolf clan, had said it before she passed away. Again, this was another fake vision from Kiljadon. Nuzul didn't want to just go straight to war. Instead, he wanted to go... He wanted to get the Orc clans to prepare. They were... They were all wanting to protect their own homes and want honour among their ancestors, so they did just that, they prepared. Over time, this fake vision of Rolkan told Nazul about other beings um, than the ancestors and the elements, that the living uh, that the living orcs didn't know about. Nazul wanted to meet these other beings, but Rolkan told Nazul that he wasn't ready to meet them yet. He pleaded with the image of Rolkan that wanted to see these other beings as he would need their help in defeating the plague which is the Draenei. But secretly, all he did was he liked being the centre of attention in every Orc clan at the time. Rolkan looked at Nazul, this fake image of Rolkan, and said to him that he might be right and it might be time to meet these other beings. Rolkan also told Nezul to brew certain herbs to a precise strength to keep his mind open to the visions. This is what he was told, but it is most likely to make Nezul more vulnerable to their manipulation instead of, you know, keeping an open mind, that sort of thing. As he took the bait and uh, desired to see these beings, he had no knowledge of Kiljaden. He had no knowledge of Kiljaden stepped away and stopped using the image of Rolkan and showed his true self to the orc. Nazul was sad in that moment, as uh, there was no longer the image of his mate. Instead, there was this being of immense power, he thought, and even though he looked very much like a Draenei, Nazul drank in the words uh, and followed his orders. The orcs attacked the Draenei with such ferocity, with uh, very, very minimal casualties, as the Draenei did not expect to be attacked out of nowhere. Their leader, Velen, not, did not do nothing. He uh, wanted to know what was happening with the orcs and wanted to know why they suddenly were attacking out of nowhere. So Velen sent a message to Nezil asking him to join on a holy pilgrimage to the heart of the mountain known as Oshigan, or the Genadar, the place uh, that both races found sacred and asked a wisdom for, and uh, basically said uh, to Nazul that they would ask for wisdom from uh, beings that are much more wiser than them to fix this rift between the orcs and Draenei. Kiljaden and Nazul's apprentice Gul'dan uh, were there when the message was was received by Velen um, about this ho- holy pilgrimage, and they were quickly on the offensive 
but Nuzul did not agree. He was not going to attack those who came unarmed, as it was dishonourable. With the promise of trying to work together towards peace, despite all of this, he could not go against the words of Kiljaden and Gul'dan, and he did not allow the Draenei to defile their sacred place. Gul'dan suggested to get Duratan and the Frostwolf clan to capture Velen so that Nazul could speak with the prophet. Duratan, still not happy with the path that the orcs were going down, as he was saved by the Draenei earlier in his life, but he could not refuse a, a direct order to capture Velen. Refusing this would mean exile for both him and his clan, and that would endanger him, or that would endanger his clan, and his duty was to his clan. So he rode out to capture Velen. When the two met Velen, when the two met, Velen explained to Duratan as to why he wanted to go to the mountain, as there was a being inside, wiser and that cared for the Draenei people, that this being was the reason why the spirits of the orcs were drawn to this place. This was the wrong thing to say to Drekthar and Duratan, as Drekthar was angered by the thoughts that there were so many of the other orcs, and they were ready to... Oh, okay, let me restart, let me say that again, sorry. This was the wrong thing to say to Drekthar and his captors as it angered them, and they were ready to murder Velen on the spot. Duratan punched Trekthar around the face and told him to protect Velen from the other orcs, and Drekthar, you know, he listened to his chieftain. He can't go against the words of his chieftain, and shielded Velen from the other orcs, but still became a prisoner of the Frostwolf clan. Later that night, while in captivity, Duratan listened to Velen and asked him why had the Draenei planned on attacking and harming the orcs, and Velen simply replied, or Velen simply reversed the question and asked, why had the orcs attacked the Draenei that had done nothing to the orcs? This put Duratan in an impossible position. Velen's words were true, but Duratan's traditions and ancestors that were the very foundation of his life, told him otherwise. Duratan let Velen go, and Nuzul, that that when it came to it, if you were ever... Oh my god, I'm getting my words mixed up, I'm really sorry. So Duratan let uh, Velen go, and told Nuzul that when it came to it, if uh, they were ever to meet on the battlefield, that he would stand by his people's side. Nuzul wasn't happy that Duratan had let Velen go as he wanted a prisoner and Duratan told him that if he wanted one he should have been there himself. As Nazul was told uh, this uh, fear and anger grew inside of him as he knew uh, excuse me as he knew that Kiljadon would not be pleased uh, with Nazul. Realised Nuzul realised that being of Kiljaden's power actually struck fear into him, and his apprentice Gul'dan watched Nuzul carefully, and realising that he was being watched, it just gave Nuzul a new wave of fear over the shaman. As he realised that his apprentice was witnessing like these moments, his first moments of doubt. Let's take a quick break. 
Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. So. Nazul, uh, oh, sorry. Nazul was so caught up in his own mind that he did not even realise that Duratan had stopped talking. And after he did uh, realise that he had stopped talking, he had no idea what to do. The Frostwolf clan were held in such high regard with the other clans that punishing them would have uh, severe consequences. But he also couldn't let this go without some intervention. Considering he had so many people supporting him on the war against the Draenei. Gul'dan was the first to speak. My master is so overcome with rage that he cannot speak. You have disobeyed a direct order from your spiritual leader. Return to your camp, Duratan, son of Garad. My master will send you a letter shortly conveying his decision. After Duratan departed, Nazul informed Kil'jaeden of what had happened, and naturally Kil'jaeden was furious. Nazul quivered before him, yelling, Forgive me, to his new master. Kil'jaeden calmed himself and said to the shaman to never trust Duratan with a task as important as that ever again. Nazul, wanting to please his uh, master, told him about taking two Atomol crystals off of Velum. Seven of these crystals uh, there were in total within the world of Draenor, holding each different powers. But Kil'jaeden had no need for these crystals. They were useless to him and meant nothing to him, but they would serve the orcs well in fighting against the Draenei. With that, Kil'jaeden asked the orc shaman that that is your battle, is it not? Another wave of fear flooded over Nazul. Of course, Lord, it is the ancestor's will, spoke Nazul. It is my will, Kil'jaeden simply said. Nazul nodding, of course, of course, it is your will and I will obey all things that you say. Over the coming months, the orcs waged war on the Draenei and Nazul would be getting message after message informing him of the many victories against their foe. Nazul's doubt grew, though, as he tried to push these thoughts out of his mind, terrified that Kil'jaeden would be able to read his thoughts, these thoughts uh, that Kil'jaeden look very similar to the Draenei, it is impossible, like, is it possible that they were, they were somehow the same? Was Nazul being used in some sort of civil war? These uh, thoughts kept on plaguing him until he couldn't take it anymore and decided to travel to the sacred mountain to find some wisdom. He knelt down in the pool of water to make contact with the ancestors. Nothing happened for a short time. This is nothing to worry about, as the ancestors do sometimes take their time to respond, Nazil thought. But as more time passed, he began to become more and more uneasy. Nazil pleaded, 
ancestors, beloved dead, I, Nazul, shaman of the Shadow Moon clan, leader of your children, have come seeking, no, begging wisdom. I, I have no, I have lost my way to your light. The times are dark and fearful, even as we grow stronger. More united as a people, I question the path I am on and I beseech your guidance. Please, if you ever loved and cared for those who followed in your footsteps, come to me now and advise me that I may lead them well. The pool began to glow as he saw a face looking back at him, and that was the face of his beloved mate, Rolkan. But he noticed the expression on her face. It was one of hatred. Other faces began to appear, all with the same expression. Nazul cried out, Please help me grant. Please help help me grant. uh, Grant me your wisdom. I may again win favour in your eyes. Sorry, let me reread that. My voice was a bit croaky there. Please grant me your wisdom so that I may win favour in your eyes again. Rolkan's expression softened and she spoke. There is nothing you can do, not now, not in a hundred years, to win favour in our eyes. You are not the saviour of your people, but their betrayer. As the ancestors turned their back on him, Nozul had realised how easily he had let himself be deceived on his way back. He tried to come up with the plans on how to bring the orcs back into the right path, but Gul'dan, his apprentice, had other things in mind. He had witnessed everything that had transpired at the, and took this information to kill Jaden, telling him that Nozul was going to betray him. Kiljaden was mad, of course, but decided punishment could wait, as Gul'dan was now chosen to follow Kiljaden's plans, as all Nazul could do was watch as these two corrupted and manipulated his people even further. This is kind of where Nazul takes a back seat in the story, as Gul'dan starts to run the show with Kiljaden telling him what to do um, with his people. In that time, Blackhand was appointed the official war chief of the New Horde, but it was really Gul'dan pulling all the strings behind it all. With the final Draenei city, Shatrath, standing in Kil- uh, standing, Kil'jaeden sent the Pit Lord Manoroth from the Legion, uh, from the Legion forces, to offer his blood, which would give the Orcs incredible power. But accepting this would also cause the orcs to be enslaved. Nozul wouldn't stand by this and sent a message to Duratan, who was still very much against everything that the orcs were telling him, to refuse the gift from Manoroth. The Frostwolf clan did deny the gift, but unlike all the other clans accepting this gift very willingly, the Frostwolf clan did not. They slaughtered every man, woman and child within Shatrath. Kiljaden, seeing this, thought that his plan had worked brilliantly and he thought that Velum was finally taken care of and left the world of Draenor and the Orcs to their fate. Velum found out that it was the Legion and Kiljaden behind this war uh, with the Orcs, so Velum and some Draenei escaped while leaving a lot of the Draenei behind to make it look convincing that they never did escape. With nothing to kill, 
and the world of Draenor dying up of resources, the Horde turned their attention to Gul'dan, and they started to turn on him. Thankfully, Gul'dan was uh, contacted by the Guardian Medivh, and uh, Medivh told him about this world of Azeroth ripe for the taking, with water, food, and fighting all promised. They basically were promised a world to conquer, and this led to the first Orcish uh, invasion of Azeroth, and Nazul was obviously not invited to this invasion. With the Horde eventually being defeated on Azeroth, the Horde fled back through the Dark Portal, and Nazul was informed of what happened. Uh, what would they do now, Nazul thought to himself, and a couple years later, the uh, they launched another invasion of Azeroth, but that will be for next time as uh, Nazul's story picks up from there again, and uh, he basically took a back seat for the first Orcish invasion, so it's only fitting that, you know, we start on the second invasion, but that will be all for next week. Again, it might be a bit patchy here and there. I've really tried my best to, um, you know, sort this out beforehand, uh, sort of write a script down and stuff. So sorry if it's a bit patchy here and there. It's really weird doing this sort of format. It can only get better from here. And I, I'll keep giving this a go. Again, I would love for anyone's feedback. Give it a rating. Give it, you know, comments, whatever platform you're listening on. It all helps out. But it can only get better with these types of uh, podcasts. I do want to give them an like more of a chance, more of a shot, and it will get a lot cleaner in the future. But thank you all very much for listening, as always. Again, we'll pick this up next week. At least I hope next week there might be a podcast in between. But we'll definitely finish the story of Nazul, and uh, we'll carry on into Arthas and the Lich King and what Nazul has to do with them characters also. So, again, thank you all very much for listening, as always. Please go and check out the Pig & Whistle social medias, Facebook, Twitter, etc. can all be found on the Pig & Whistle website. You know where to find it, www.pigandwhistletales.com. Thank you all very much, once again, and go with Valor, friend. Goodbye, all. <laughs>